So, um, hi everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Life, I mean, Review and Life, the Universe and Everything. Yeah, I took so much time to create episode 3 that I almost forgot the name of uh, the podcast. So yeah, um, to address the elephant in the room, it's been a, an awfully long time uh, since the last episode, but... Uh, Probably, if you if you if you check the podcast on Spotify or Anchor, you'd you'd probably think that it was just you know somebody trying to do something and then giving up midway, or more like in the very beginning. But but no, um, I I didn't give up on the project. But uh, uh, what happened is uh, I think a lot of factors kept me uh, away for a while. Um, and so I, I think, I think I need to mention them because last time I checked the stats, I had like eight, uh, like regular listeners, I think, and 32, uh, like 32, uh, listens in total. So, um, that is, that is small, but, but like it got to double digits. So I'm really happy with that. Because I've only recorded two episodes and then it took a long time. Also, like, this isn't a very high quality podcast at the moment. So, the fact that people, you know, tuned in and checked it, it's, it means a lot to me. So, anyway, um, it took a long time to produce this episode because of a multitude of things. So, first of all, um, I started doing this in, in, in when, when the whole world, including my country, was in, was in a state of lockdown. So, um college workload for me uh, was not too big you know it, it gave me time to do other things and that's why I started this in the first place um, but right after lockdown right after uh, lockdown was was over um, I had to go back to college and so basically I had my senior year graduation project uh, that I was working on during the lockdown, and then I had to finalize it, prepare the presentation for my defense session, and, and a lot of other stuff in order to graduate, and I needed to do that by July, because uh, I present in July, mid-July, um, and so yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, I had a, a lot of serious work to do, because this is my graduation project, and yeah, so I did what I needed to do, I got busy for a while, 
uh, and uh, and I had like a couple of exams besides the uh, the, the graduation project. I had a couple of exam final exams to pass, and so yeah, it, it I needed sort of that was sort of my last a uh, couple of months in college so i needed to be serious about them and uh, yeah so after that i graduated and um there was no more college uh for now uh but at the same time i got promoted in this association i work with um in a sense that i've been given a new position that uh um is part of the governance body which meant new responsibilities i needed to assume new, new stuff i needed to do new job uh requirements i think i yeah i can put it that way so basically uh a, a lot of new tasks to keep it simple and which meant more uh work uh even though it was not work where like it's it's uh it's uh it's not paid work it's 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 volunteering but it's it's serious and uh and uh of course uh i needed to uh deliver um so that's what kept me busy in terms of work but besides that, I think I mentioned in the previous episodes that I wanted to enhance the quality of the mic because I started off with my phone. Um, uh, but of course, uh, the quality of a phone uh, mic is not that good. And so after after that, plus it 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 um, when I record sound, uh, for some reason when I like uh, upload it on the PC. Uh, uh, when I when I did it the first time, I figured out it it records sound in a mono, uh, in a mono uh, format where it's basically I think only the, there's only sound on the left side I think so I needed to convert it to stereo, lose some quality in the process, and then you know when I do all the other stuff in the uh, when I edit the audio it it's not as good as as I want it to be. Uh, so afterwards, I tried sort of a basic mic, and I tried to get a, mas- uh, a basic mic. I did, and I still don't like it uh, a lot. It's it's the one I'm using right now. It's better than what I started with, but it's not what I hoped to get. So after that, you know, after a while, I decided to keep this mic and uh, get a better one. Um, and so I got a better one. I got a big uh, sort of uh you know the kind of mic that they use in karaoke uh parties you know uh it's it's not a professional uh mic for podcasts but it's a professional mic like to record sound all right so it had more features and better like this the clarity of the, of the sound is 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 like better um but the problem was uh, with my MacBook Air is that I figured I needed new drivers, um, make drivers in order for it to work. Because for some reason, um, for some reason, it it didn't it, it didn't, it didn't uh, read like when I when I when I plug the mic in, it doesn't uh, the the PC does not detect a mic, and so uh, I ch- I checked on the internet like i wanted to figure what the problem was and uh, first of all there was this thing with uh, the input like uh, there are inputs with three heads uh, i mean three parts and 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 jack jack uh, uh, sort of uh, plugs with uh, with uh, three uh, parts and others with four parts so i 
um, MacBook Air uh, reads one type, the mic had another, so I needed to get an adapter and uh, that included at the end of it like uh, another uh, type of jack input, which was the one I needed for the PC. But even after that, for some reason, the sound quality when I recorded was not good. Uh, like it was the same sound quality if I used the PC to record, it's, it's bad. Um, and 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 so after that I tried to get a, a USB adapter that's what I'm at right now uh, so basically it, it means that like I put the jack and the, uh, the, the the jack input of the mic and another adapter that ends with a USB uh, type uh, plug and uh, I didn't get one yet because uh, these are hard to find so you either, you know, look for a, a three-head jack to USB or a four-head jack to a USB and both are rare where I'm at. Uh, so I looked for them, you know, for a while and then, you know, I just, I, I just thought, man, it, it took so much time. And so I maybe, you know, I should use what, whatever, whatever I have right now to produce um, an episode and then, and then I'll see what happens. Yeah, but it was it was uh it, it, it's like so complex the process because I, I, what I think I should have done is get a mic that is uh, um, that works that is compatible with the PC in the first place, you know the version of the PC the version of the MacBook Air uh, what it, what's the best thing to plug to it and maybe you know maybe you know I'll just put all of this aside and you know uh, get a professional. Uh, 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 make you know instead of just using what I have right now I think I'll sell the second mic or keep it or whatever and get a good mic invest some money in it at some point um, if I keep doing this and I'm, I'm pretty positive I'll, I'll, I'll keep doing this because it's fun and it doesn't take much effort and, and, and it's entertaining to me I hope it's entertaining to the listener too um, so yeah, invest some money in a good mic, and that will be it. I like a podcast recording mic. Um, so yeah, the other problem is, uh, see, so I use Mixcraft uh, to edit the audio afterwards, and like to you know, because I I do I do I, I do like uh, review uh, songs or you know audio tracks on the podcast. In the two first episodes, we reviewed this these uh, these uh, grocery store music tracks and so what I do uh, in the podcast of course is uh, uh, after I uh, after I um, record the episode I go to add the audio tracks uh, where I said I'm gonna be listening to them so what happened what actually happens is that I listen to them like with uh, uh, headphones you know with my PC uh, but what I do afterwards is that I add the uh, tracks to the uh, to the whole uh, podcast uh, uh, sort of audio track on the audio editing software. So the problem is my audio editing software, the license expired. And the problem is uh, in my country I have capital restrictions, which means that, first of all, which means no PayPal, but all subsequently means that purchasing things on the internet is a bit complicated like I need an intermediary so I needed you know to like purchase a, a, a new license through a friend or any intermediary that you know I could find 
and eventually I found like I found um, uh, an opportunity to purchase a license key for another version of the software luckily it was uh, an upgrade so I just ended up getting that and so now I can you know edit audio again and you know export long tracks that like they're like you know one hour long one hour 30 long because there are some you know ways you can get around not having a license but it always ends up with less audio quality and also you cannot you cannot have the whole thing in one setting so it's it's problematic it's not good you know rather just you know uh get get a license and that's what i did and this is why this is why it took this is why it took so long you know so anyway um welcome everyone to episode three of review and life the universe and everything um so i figured that you know for the like the the gsm stuff the shtick was good but like it it took three parts to make i did two of them there's still a part three because i didn't finish reviewing all the tracks and so i figured that i needed to diversify stuff meaning that i would review something else today and I will do part three afterwards. It doesn't need to be exactly after part two. At some point, I'll just do part three. And so I thought about like there was a there were a lot of things that I wanted to review um, uh, for episode, you know, for after GSM. And like during the period in which I wasn't producing episodes, uh, like each and every time I am faced with uh, 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 things that I just go off about because I already said in episode one I'm, I'm rather a loud thinker I'd like to like when I'm thinking uh, about things to rather you know like just whatever I'm thinking about just say it of course when I'm alone because if, if not people will think I'm crazy uh, but yeah so when I'm in my room I see things I wanted to I, I, feel, I feel something about or, or like I, I that get me thinking I just think out loud as long as I'm alone and sometimes like I do monologues that I think are so good like that you know I think this should be in the podcast you know because afterwards what this what this podcast is is me thinking out loud and um, I'm trying to deliver the entertainment value through what I'm reviewing because uh, again this here we can review things like seriously or we can do it ironically uh, and the entertainment value should come from what we're reviewing because it will produce thoughts that are entertaining and that is why I need to be careful about the choice of topics for these episodes and by the way before I forget uh, in the description uh, for this episode, I'll put in an email, uh, the podcast's email. Because again, I found out that like 30-something people listen to this. And so I thought that, you know, it'd be nice if anyone, just anyone who stumbles uh, upon the podcast can, you know, send whatever idea they have. It, like whether they have feedback or they want me to review something, I'm open to everything. 
And so basically all you need to have is just send an email to the email I'll put in the description and I will definitely consider uh, whatever you have to say. Um, so in order to make this interactive, you know, in a way. Um, yeah, so if you, if you have thoughts you want me to read out, anything, you know, that, you know, like is within the type of stuff we're doing here, uh, you're welcome. Uh, so anyway, so what I thought I should be reviewing in this episode, it's kind of interesting. It's, uh, the law of attraction, um, but not as a general topic. I wanted to review a certain, um, my experience with a certain book. Uh, that is, a lot of people think is uh, the bedrock of uh, the law of attraction because it, it's it's so old. It's like uh, it was made in 1901 or 1911. It's uh, one of these uh, dates, uh, years. It's it's either 1901 or 1911 because it says so in the introduction to the book. Anyway, so it's very old and it was um, uh, um, b- b- before the book was released. I don't think the law of attraction was a very sort of famous thing even in the book they don't mention the the writer does not mention the law of attraction but it's basically setting the basis for what it is what it became uh so a lot of people would think i'm talking about uh think and grow rich of uh uh napoleon uh just give me a second here because this, this is a very important book so think and grow rich napoleon hill uh, but what I'm talking about actually is the science of getting rich by Wallace D. Wattles. So, um, um, I chose this book because it's the actually it's it's the only contact I've ever had with the law of attraction. Because I didn't like after I read the book, I didn't push further. I didn't want to know more about this stuff. Um, but the experience that I had with the book was quite interesting. It, it made me sort of know things about how this works, how this, how people end up believing in this, what this does to people, whether it's positive or negative, you know, it, it spurred a lot of questions in me. And, and like, I even talked about this with my friends, like about how important this actually is. uh, Because people don't usually people who don't come across the law of attraction do not realize this. But this is a like a whoever ends up dealing with this, uh, has to deal with a very deep sort of emotional uh, journey uh, that end, that could end in, you know, many uh, ways. But certain things are, I think, common in terms of uh, the psychological implications of, uh, uh, you know, believing in the law of attraction or being influenced by it or rejecting it, you know. So I'll start with um, the introduction... Uh, a presentation, a brief presentation, description of the book on Goodreads. So, uh, The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Wattles, as featured in the best-selling book The Secret, here is the landmark guide to wealth creation republished with the classic essay How to Get What You Want. Wallace D. Wattles spent a lifetime considering the laws of success as he found them in the work of the world's greatest philosophers. He then turned his life effort into this simple, slender book a volume that he vowed could replace libraries of philosophy, spirituality, and self-help for the purpose of attaining one definite goal, life of prosperity. Wattles describes a definite science of wealth, attraction, uh, and this is where the law of attraction comes, 
sort of is born is like wealth attraction, attracting wealth. That's the idea of the book. Uh, built on the foundation of one command and idea. There is a thinking stuff, um, to phrase it better, substance. He says stuff, but the French version says substance because I read it in both languages. Uh, there's a, because it's a kind of a short book. There's a thinking stuff from which all things are made. A thought in this substance produces the thing that is imaged by the thought. Uh, so I'll just stop here because uh, this already mentions the very uh, core idea of the entire uh, thing. So before that, I'd like to mention that I think in the French version, uh, like the French version contains a sort of uh, introduction to the book, and I don't know if the English version does or not, but I don't remember seeing it in there. But anyway, uh, it's uh, it's uh, something from the the the, do the daughter. Of, uh, of of Wallace and uh, she mentions how like the guy came back from church crying and he was like I figured out the secret to life right so um he was like 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 he was acting as if he figured out uh, allegedly as if he figured out the the secret to life and that's what I the sort of message I've gotten from you know the very start with that introduction uh, so uh, I think another thing to note is um, he mentions uh, here in page five. Um, so the monistic theory of the universe, the theory that one is all and that all is one, that one substance manifests itself as the semen, many elements of the material world, is of Hindu origin and has been gradually winning its way into the thought of the Western world for two hundred years. It, it is the foundation of all the oriental philosophies and of those of Descartes, Spinoza, Leib Leibniz, um, sorry if I read that wrong, Schopenhauer, Hegel and Emerson. And so I thought this was so funny that he mentions like especially like Schopenhauer because Schopenhauer is known for being like really you know like really sort of nihilistic in a way I think. I mean that's the vibe I've gotten from whatever I've read like or seen about Schopenhauer and um, and this is why I'm mentioning this because uh, in page 46 uh, Wallace Waddle says do not read religious books books which tell you that the world is soon coming to an end and do not read the writing of uh, Macrackers and pessimistic philosophers who tell you that it is going to the devil so I know that here in context he says pessimistic philosophers who tell you that it is going to the devil but I don't think that in a way that afterwards he says the world is not going to the devil it is going to God but uh, I think that in a way Schopenhauer even though he doesn't say the world is going to the devil he sort of says the world doesn't mean shit and I think that also is against um, the teachings of the law of attraction or of Wallace Wattles um, so speaking of the teachings, because I said like um, the description on in Goodreads uh, already uh, included the basic, like the core elements of the entire book uh, when it mentioned the thinking stuff or substance. In in the French book, it says substance. Here it says stuff. But anyway. I have like this list of things that Wallace sort of tells you to remember and keep repeating. Alright, so it's a statement that you should remember and keep repeating and 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 
it is it is sort of what you should keep from the book and uh, so um, it says let me so every 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 single time every single chapter he adds a statement uh, to the list of statements to the syllabus he calls it and uh, so I'm, I'm gonna read right here uh, the entire list of things he mentions so uh, here's an intro your vision and faith will set the creative force in motion to bring in uh, to bring it toward you uh, and your action will cause the forces in your own environment to move you toward the place you want in closing the chapter uh, this chapter we will add another statement to our syllabus and here's the entire syllabus uh, there is a thinking stuff from which all things are made uh, and which in its original state permeates penetrates and fills the interspaces of the universe a thought in the substance produces the thing that is imaged by the thought. Man can form things in his thought, and by impressing his thought upon formless substance, can cause the thing he thinks about to be created. In order to do this, man must pass from the competitive to the creative mind. He must form a clear mental picture of the things he wants and hold this picture in his thoughts with the fixed purpose, uh, uh, in all caps, to get what he wants and the unwavering uh, faith in all caps that he does get what he wants. Closing his mind to all that may tend to shake his purpose, dim his vision, or quench his faith. Um, that he may receive what he wants when it comes. Man must act now upon the people and things in his present environment. Um, so these are the statements. Then, then there's the efficient action. Uh, chapter which I think uh, okay so getting into the right business and then the impression of increase um, so I think that's the last time I like was faced by this list of uh, of, 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 of statements because afterwards um, yeah so I just skimmed through it that's the last time you see that list but he tells you to keep remembering that list another thing he tells you is you should not read anything else after you read the book and you should just keep reading the book. So basically what Wallace tells you as a last advice is do not read well he he's trying to say do not read anything that would that would I think confuse you or distract you from the teachings here uh, because it actually this is interesting because when you actually like like read something else um, that has a relationship or is in the topic of uh, uh, it, 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 or uh, it, like has econ economic economics as a topic, or finance, or 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 even social sciences, psychology, uh, some sociology. Sometimes you might find yourself um, uh, looking at a piece of info, reading a piece of info that contradicts something that is being told here, and so. It, it doesn't contradict it like directly like it's 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 very easy to 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 to, to see uh, or to, to you know to like you be reading and then next minute it's like oh but wait this this contradicts with law of attraction but it's more like it it contradicts the mentality the mindset that you're equipped with once you read Wallace's uh, book so actually it's it's Wallace when he says you should not read other stuff. I think, in a way, he knows that uh, checking other things, um, seeing other ideas, uh, philosophies, mindsets, uh, or just 
you know, pieces of info that imply certain things, imply certain ideology, because a good friend of mine told me everything, uh, every uh, 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 endeavor, uh, like written endeavor, or, or, or like every product sort of uh, of literature has an ideology. Um, and I can see how, of course, like scientific literature, um, and I can see how that is, um, I, I can, I can see that, right? So as objective as science can get, the people cannot be objective. Uh, and, and, and which makes basically, it's like the, uh, the way the perspective that a person interprets the info, looks at it, uh, gives speculations, even though there are like very strict uh, constraints and a very developed methodology, scientific methodology. Uh, in a way, you there's there's a, there's a, there's an, an ideological uh, signature that you can't avoid leaving on your. Where I mean, especially if we're talking economics, uh, sociology too. Um, yeah. So so. Uh, in that respect, Wallace Wattles, even though the first time I, I checked that statement, like, I just read a part of it when I talked about, like, pessimistic philosophers and stuff, uh, he knows what he's doing, even though the statement, like, when you check it for the first time, it seems absurd, like, don't read other stuff. I was, when I read this, and I'm, I'm like, that's the next part of what we're talking about here, uh, it was the very first book uh, of a long reading list, um, which is part of a sort of self-development journey, but it's not all about uh, the law of attraction. Actually, when I uh, said I'm on a read Wallace Wattles' book, I read it for the title, The Science of Getting Rich. I didn't know it was about the law of attraction. And so we'll get to what it did to me, my journey with the book. I just need to sort of clear certain things about the book, mention certain things that I think are very interesting. Uh, also, the book is a very short read, like it's 77 pages. Um... So I think before um, before going into that, before talking about my journey with the book, which I think it's interesting, uh, I think it's interesting. I think I want to go through some Goodreads um, reviews and you know just see if there's anything uh, interesting. So we got a five point uh, five stars review, and then right after we got a one star review. So let's start with a positive review. I downloaded this book for free online in February of 2007 and bought the paperback uh, Barnes & Noble reprint in September of 2007. Uh, this book has changed my life. It has inspired me, uh, it has inspired ideas and plans in me that I never thought existed. It changed the way I saw the world and actually worked to draw me nearer to my dreams as a result of the way the world works. I recommend everyone who's inspired to do more in their lives to read this as it is a life-changing book. So, um, you know, based on what I've already said about the book, based on how I introduced it, how I made fun of it a little bit, um, you'd think that I think this is absolute dog shit. But I think, you know, when she says, I recommend everyone who's inspired to do more in their lives to read this, uh, I actually, I, I think the same. I think that it has a huge um, uh, influence 
on whoever reads it, especially when you read it like in this closed setting where you don't say that you're reading it to people, you don't share it with people, you're just reading it yourself, you know, day to day. Because uh, it only takes like five days a week in total to read it if you're like reading small chunks every day. Um, so I'd actually say the same. As it is a life-changing book, that depends, right? But, um, yeah, that is relative. But the fact that, you know, if you want to get inspired, read a book like this, I think is a very good uh, statement. It's a very good advice, and I'll get to why it is a very good advice. So then we have this one-star review. Uh, actually, it has more. How much is the overall? So it has 418, but for some reason... Uh, I got one star review, one star review, one star review, and then of course, so the first four reviews are like one is five stars, I just read it, and then three one stars. So this one is a bit long. Uh, okay, it's not that long, so I'm, I'm going to read it. Jonathan says, he read it, he gave it one star. Uh, there were some good principles discussed in this book, the most important of which is that each of us has a moral oblig obligation to strive to fulfill our own potential. Now, a moral obligation to strive to fulfill our own potential... That is a bit, you know, general, too general, because people's moral compasses are very different, right? So, for example, uh, you know, uh, the monks uh, that, that practice nihilism somewhere in East Asia, I'm sorry, I don't remember where, or the temple's name, I think it's not the Shaolin monks, it's a, it's a, uh, it's, I remember, it's an East Asian religion, I think, uh... And it's based around life is meaningless and you should be as minimalistic as possible to the point where we have monks. I'm, I'm really sorry I don't reckon the name, but uh, if anything, I'll share. Well, you, you probably know what I'm talking about right now. I just don't want to drop a name then, you know, be wrong. So I'd rather keep it like this. Anyway, so what they do is basically uh, they meditate all day long. They just keep... Uh, they just keep staying alive, honestly. They just eat and drink and, and, and they're meditating all day long because of the idea that life is meaningless and you're morally obliged to act accordingly. And according to them, uh, accordingly means do as little as possible and spend your entire life contemplating uh, things that are out of the material realm, realm and more about the spiritual experience of life whatever you can get out of it, because afterwards it's, uh, whatever you did, it's meaningless, so at least you get to do the best part of things, which according to them is, is the spiritual part. Uh, so these people don't have a moral obligation to strive to fulfill their own potential. I think people within a capitalistic uh, context, economic context, like in the US, for example, would think that that uh, is... Uh, general but it might be it might be just uh like it might it might just apply on them a huge like chunk of people within the american with without within the united states of america have a moral ob obligation to strive to fulfill their own potential which would make sense because of the peer pressure the social pressure the sort of values you're born and raised with uh values of capitalism growth expansion uh, that's basically what the American dream is based around. And so in that respect, uh, it would seem like a general rule. But again, I do believe, because this afterwards, this is my own opinion, but um, I'm, I'm just saying what I think about what, jo what Jonathan is saying here. 
Um, I think when it comes to morals, it's subjective and it's very relative and we can't, we can't treat them as facts. So even though he didn't say facts, he said uh, there were some good principles um, and, and then he mentions that, the most important of which, but uh, I think it's, it's a bad generalization. Uh, anyway, let's, let's keep going. So, however, I don't agree with the primary premise of the book that getting rich is synonymous with fulfilling our potential. Unfortunately, for every every good principle or truth as a typo discussed in the book, it seemed like there were ten times as many falsehoods and fallacies, as in the end the book did not live up to the title. Uh, it provided no real process of getting rich, did not discuss... Let, that's the idea, there isn't. Alright, so if you believe at a certain point that there is, listen, some things in life do increase your chances of getting rich but looking at the data your chances are very thin if we're considering a certain level of rich and you're almost assured to expand if you do certain things if we're talking about another level of rich like if you want to earn more than your parents just because they did what they did to put you where you are Chances are, if you're in the middle class, all you need to do is good academic records during like all of your uh, uh, school years up to college, get into a good one, and then you know specialize after your undergrad studies. And at a certain point, you'll be a lawyer, a doctor, uh, a financial advisor, something that gains more than I don't know a a, a high school professor, for example. And so uh, that level of rich or richer is possible. But if we're talking Jeff Bezos, rich, whatever you do, there is absolute like there is there are no processes that can get you there. Uh, like and and we like we know about them beforehand. If there's a process, it's very very like specific to the point where you cannot really know. Uh, how to get because it's like it's 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 not written anywhere it's literally in the future and you'd only know it if you do backwards analysis just like if you do backwards analysis on what Jeff Bezos uh, or Bill Gates did it's not about being genius even though being genius might get you there but the thing is uh, being born with an IQ of 180 in a poor family in sub-Saharan Africa uh, um, 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 uh, gives you less chances of becoming rich than being born with a very low IQ and a disability um, in the Rockefellers family. So I'm just saying, because uh, you're born rich, so you did it. Congrats. Uh, anyway, so he goes on. It provided no real process for getting rich, did not discuss many core principles of creating wealth, and certainly did not have a shred of scientific basis for anything it said. Uh, that's true. Honestly, I would have to describe the book as morally repugnant. Maybe this is a little harsh. So I think Jonathan here, uh, when I saw a one-star review, I thought it was mostly going to be about the lack of scientific evidence and how this is close to magic, what the book talks about. But instead, uh, Jonathan is disappointed to see that there is no process. Uh, uh, like to get rich in the book uh, Principles of Creating Wealth so basically Jonathan expected this book to be a book full of financial advice just like I did actually and um, and then Jonathan has a moral issue with the book uh, like okay, so, nah, 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 at the end didn't live the title so it doesn't discuss many nah, 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 so it's about not living up to the title not including what it should have included 
according to what Jonathan, according to Jonathan's expectation. So, and 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 so yeah, yeah. So I get it. Uh, next we have Julie Baylor. But when I see a one star, I oh my, like most of the time I think it's about it's about it's about people who think this is uh, scientifically uh, inaccurate or it's just not based on scientific evidence and it's making conclusions that are too big for somebody who doesn't back them by science. Uh, but he says like I read some I I read like basically the Bible and the works of, like he mentioned how uh, the core principle of the book is embedded in the Hindu religion and it found its way to Oriental philosophers, which again, I don't think Descartes and Schopenhauer share the same, uh, would, would, would think the same or would agree. So anyway, Julie says, although there were many very good insights and some great advice, okay, so it, she has no problem with the insights. This book fails due to two major issues. First, it takes a brainwashing approach. Ah, here, like, she, she has a point. Advising readers not to read or explore anything that may possibly contradict the book's message, which I already mentioned. Uh, if this is science as it claims to be, well, that's just, I think that's, that's just a title to sort of attract people. Uh, then it should hold up against anything. Well, that's not true, actually. Science does not hold up against anything. Science is destroyed by science. As in, Newton had an idea that we figured out after a lot of time that, well, it's, you know, there are some issues with that idea. But his idea was also discredited in some past beliefs, scientific, and that's how that's that, that's how you know like the scientific process goes on it's it's like we build what we think is the most um uh, rational assumption to make based on scientific findings and if we can discredit it in the future we must we are under the obligation of discrediting whatever we thought was true at some, at some point in time if we have scientific evidence that it indeed no longer holds so I, I don't agree with, with if this is science as it claims to be, then it should hold up against anything because some stuff that Newton assumed did not hold up well, um, while other stuff, of course, did because he, after all, created a foundation for a lot of stuff that followed. Anyway, truth is truth. I disagree with anything that advises not to test and explore. And secondly, the idea that the rich can help the poor by being an inspiration to them for what they can be. Um, advising against given and an, an benevolence is completely ridiculous so in the book I remember Wallace says um, the rich you might look at the rich and think like they have a good they have a good and like they they were lucky and you're not or something like that so anyway the idea that I remember is that he says they were locomotives for change for the matter to to the living stuff to express itself. It expressed itself through those people. I think he mentions the Rockefellers at some point, uh, as it expressed itself through dinosaurs. Um, uh, so basically those people were huge, big locomotives for change given their influence on the world. Uh, that's what he mentions. I don't remember the stuff about rich helping poor by being an, an inspiration, but I think that sort of looks... So it's, it's basically like look at what you want to be as uh, some prince uh, like it must it, it's embedded in law of attraction look at what you want to be and act as if 
not not act but think as if you will certainly without any doubt have it so this is a central idea uh, in that belief deeply rooted it's that basically you act every day as if in 20 years you'll be rich as fuck and uh, that is one element of why I said uh, when I read the first uh, review that I do recommend everyone who's inspired to do more in their lives to read this but with a huge pinch of salt is my own uh, personal uh, opinion and, and, and after I give you like I tell you about my experience with it, uh, which should be uh, right now. Um, this um, you you will very much understand why I said that. Uh, so Elizabeth, uh, Elizabetta, I didn't find anything useful here. A lot of general generalities and abstracts. I don't think that's the main issue with this from a critical point of view. Um, okay, so I'm trying to find something uh, from a person that believes in the law of attraction but like more pronounced that than than, than the first review uh, so always just says gibberish stupid shit a uh, point like period after each um, okay so um, the science of uh, getting rich is just what I needed right now this the these reviews are what matters the book is really amazing I liked everything about it and uh, some good advice but the philosophy uh, that the author has and the ideas he tells us to accept are so poisonly egocentric and selfish that it not only taints but spoils the entire book. Now, I believe uh, Donald here uh, with the one star, I believe Donald is sort of ideologically biased against the ideological bias of the book. So basically, and very clearly, the book is uh, a strong proponent of American capitalism. It actually um, uh, tells us a story that makes us think that capitalism is what should have happened naturally. Capitalism is the natural way, not of humans, but of the universe uh, in its entirety. The living stuff of the universe sounds very capitalistic based on the book. Sounds like a, a like it, it, it fucking embraces the uh, expansion model of capitalism. And I'm just assuming Donald here hates that model. And that's why he says... Uh, the, 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 the ideas they tell us to accept are so poisonly egos, uh, poisonously egocentric and selfish because uh, even though Donald here is using egocentric as a bad sort of word and it sort of by definition egocentric it sounds more bad than good in a capitalist uh, uh, setting uh, egocentricism uh, well actually uh, rather uh, greed, greed to start with, greed, greed, and instead of egocentricism, um, uh, I'll go with individualism, and you can straight away see how this this has to do with 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 um, capitalism. So uh, what what Donald sees as egocentrism, ah, sorry, egocentrism, um, uh, the, the capital sees as individualism and the smallest entity of society is the individual. Uh, what Donald sees as, as, as uh, sorry, I'll go back there, uh, selfishness, uh, a cap, a, 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 uh, someone with, 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 who's pro-capitalism might call, uh, and the capital itself, 
sees as healthy greed. Healthy for who? For the individual. And so basically we see here how your ideology might uh, change your point of view about, about, about things and about... Uh, um, yeah, okay. Uh, about things and um, about about uh, books and works of art and so on. Sorry, somebody just got in the room and I got a bit distracted. So anyway, that's that's the idea here. Now for the last part, I think of, of today's uh, episode, which I think has been fruitful uh, to this point, but we have left the most important part, which is the part where I'll sort of break down my experience with law of attraction, and uh, through that we'll get to some very important implications about the the entire mindset and philosophy uh, uh, so before that before we get into that I think I'll go have a, a, a cigarette because unfortunately I smoke um, so and eat something and then go back for the last part of course when I record this it'll be just like uh, I'll, I'll just keep keep talking it see it will seem like I, I just keep talking but I'm just saying that so like if it seems that uh, you know there's been a disconnection I told you about it uh, you might say this isn't professional but I ain't game paid uh, as far as I know uh, that was just a joke and yeah so we'll get to the last part in a second Buon pomeriggio e bentornato. That's good afternoon and welcome back in Italian. So I put I put I I I figured I'll put some you know like waiting music, you know, for the for the transition for it not to seem awkward. So uh, yeah, that will be that will be done in post. And uh, I shouldn't be talking about it because you're gonna you know hear it anyway. So. Back with the um, most important part. I'm learning Italian on Duolingo, so that's why I did that bit. Um, I'm getting better at it. So, back to the um, best part of today's talk. My experience with uh, the science of getting rich. So, this dates back to 2018. So... In 2018, in July, specifically in the summer, after the end of the school year, I was a sophomore in college, uh, going to be a junior uh, next semester, and uh, at that time, my cumulative GPA was rather average. I fixed that, thankfully, in the last two years with a lot of work, and actually some, some of the credits go to what Walter Wallace uh, Wallace Wattles, uh, sorry, did to my mind uh, in 2018. So, July 2018, my CGPA was uh, rather average. Um, I was holding a small grudge against mm, sort of my squad in college because, like, we go out, we play, have fun, 
you know, all of that type of stuff. But when, you know, it's time to study and I had very little motive to do so, uh, I do not get called to study in groups. And when I did a group with uh, just my best friend, everybody rushed in uh, for like the second set of finals in the second semester. And, you know, what used to be a sort of good uh, small flat for just two people to sort of study and, you know, get better because our GPA, both of us were rather average, um, turned out into a place that uh, was home to eight people. And basically our plans were fucked. And uh, those guys still got a better GPA than us because they were readier beforehand. Um, so yeah, I was holding a small grudge. And I, I also happened to just have broken up with my girlfriend in that period. Uh, I haven't tried to get an internship in that summer, but my aunt is an exec in a company and she got me uh, an internship in uh, the administration and finance uh, sort of department. Yeah. Uh, so basically it was the treasury there, the CFO, the CEO and the head accountant and his assistant and I spent like uh, the internship like uh, in treasury, uh, then near the manager of like the the inventory manager, and and the head accountant. Like I I spent uh, the internship in those uh, in three different offices in that floor, and so this company was in a different state than mine, uh, which mean which means I I I had to. Uh, stay somewhere else and since my aunt works there she invited me to her house and so i spent a period of a uh, one month and uh uh some more days in my aunt's uh, house so i was disconnected for a while from uh, my sort of college environment also from my hometown environment so i was in a totally different setting and at that time i was rather sad because what i had as moral support even though it turned bad in the last period, which was my girlfriend was lost, so I was totally alone facing a like a lot of problems. And so I was like, it's one of two things. I either just lay back and give up or I try to fix things. And so, of course, I decided to fix things. And uh, so I said, okay, so first thing, and the internship's gonna help me in this waking up early because a fucked up sleeping routine uh, leads to a fucked up life. And like, cause you can't do shit when you wake up in the afternoon. And uh, as I said, the internship helped me with that. Um, and so the next part was learning new stuff because I had a little bit of experience outside of college at that point, uh, you know, average at best. And so I had to do something to get better. And so at that time, I couldn't join associations or clubs or anything and sort of get to network with people and figure out new shit to do because it was the summertime and I needed to wait until the next semester starts in order to be in a place where I can do that, which is college. Uh, so uh, learn new things. Uh, that was the main goal. And so I went to Reddit, Quora, like specific forums and... My conclusions were, since I was going to specialize in finance in the next year, I should read uh, books about finance, about personal finance too, even though that doesn't have to do with what I'm going to be studying, but that will put me in sort of in context, you know, I need to be like, I need to have 
good knowledge when it comes to finance and when, when, when I say finance, all aspects of that, including personal finance. And it's the personal finance forums that somehow led me to uh, the science of getting rich. Well, first of all, it was uh, when I was an intern in a, uh, in a bank agency in my freshman year, uh, a friend of mine, because that was an agency in my hometown, who was working there, uh, told me that I should read that book. At that time, I ignored. I didn't ignore it. I kept the. I kept the name sort of stored in my memory, but I didn't check the book, because uh, at the time I was not reading books. Uh, but then I decided to start reading books and uh, like on a daily basis, and I've been doing that for two years nonstop. Uh, I've read a lot of books, uh, and and they had a huge impact on my knowledge and my life. I think so. Yeah, folks, if you're if you're listening to this and you're not reading books, you should. And look, if 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 you still don't feel like you can get into it, just do audiobooks because it doesn't feel like you're reading. You can just you know when you wake up in the morning and having your breakfast, you can you know plug a headphone in your ear and listen to whatever audiobook you have for uh, you know 20, 30 minutes. You know, just pick your time. But anyway, it's really good. You should do it. I know this is an obvious advice, but anyway. Uh, and so somehow, on uh, it has to be Reddit, right? Um, I faced this book again, and so it was like, well, I s- somebody told me about this book before, so I should download it, right? The other aspect of the learning experience was I wanted to learn how to code, because at that point in college, they only taught us how to uh, use C+, and I think that was it. And then I, I was going to study SQL and PHP, next year JavaScript, HTML5 and CSS and so I told myself why don't I start doing that by myself and you know get better at those well get good first of all get introduced and then get better at those things and when I study them eventually in web development uh, it'll be as if it'll be like it'll be a piece of cake but more importantly I'm not learning them to get a good grade in college because that should be a given I'm learning them for my own self in life um and 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 so those were the two major axes this the, 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 the well there were three axes uh learning new stuff uh, finance and coding programming and the third axe uh, the third axis is uh getting better at life getting a healthier life smoke less sleep better eat healthier and all of that was rather easy in my own house where they eat very healthy uh, not that we don't eat healthy at my house it's just that i can like it's very easy to get access to fast food especially uh when i'm in 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 my rented flat when i'm studying in college i eat a lot of junk food so i was trying to eat healthy and being at my own house helped me um sleep well the internship helped me uh coding i was doing that every night after the internship and I was left with just one thing which is reading the books and getting better at finance and the first book I read was The Science of Getting Rich I expected to be reading a uh, finance book but it turned out to be a book about the law of attraction at that time I didn't know so I was reading that book and 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 slow like slowly getting into it like day after day and 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 uh, somehow the book because I was so desperate at the moment I was reading it, which coincided with the fact that, you know, people who, who get into the law of attraction usually are in a desperate place in their lives. 
before they get introduced to it. And so like it was a coincidence that that I was actually in a bad place, in a dark place when I read the book, a book I thought was about personal finance. And and so I was reading the book day after day and it got really into it. Like I was reading it at work. I got really into it because of the positive vibe it had, because of this living substance of the universe. It manifests itself through 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 your actions. You express yourself like you think a thought uh, in it, and 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 it manifests itself if you're uh, honest enough about that thought. And I was like, you know, I was like, this has no scientific basis, but I'm gonna try it because. You never know. I was very skeptic at the time, the perfect agnostic about absolutely everything in life. And so even though there was no fine scientific basis, I was I was I was I was like let's give it a try. And what happened there, what I believe happened there uh, in retrospective and this is why I said it's a good book recommendation for people who are in a dark place and who are trying to get better is the placebo effect. Is because here's what happens. Um when you read stuff like that, it's like you can express yourself through the living substance, you know, and, 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 you know, it's about thoughts, then about actions, and so on, and so on, and so on. It, it put me in, a, in, a, in exactly the, like, the mindset I needed to be in at the moment, and I was going to get in anyway, which is a mindset of, of, of thinking positively, uh, which, by the way, just thinking positively has a huge impact on your mental health. Like, if you somehow find a drive that is strong enough to make you think positive thoughts and think like positively about your day and your life, it it makes you experience things in a way better, like uh, like in a, in, a, in, a, in a much better way. And, and it makes what usually would be just a normal day for you an actually good day, positive day. Ah, this day was a win, you know, when uh, in, with a different mindset, you would be like, this day was just a casual day. Um, and so it, it, it really helped to uh, sort of make me, make me uh, rather accept the ideas of the book that I was trying to do exactly what the book was trying to get me to, which is thinking positively. And I started thinking positively, and when I started thinking positively, surprise, I started doing things more. I got better at coding. Uh, I was like reading all this stuff on Business Insider, Investopedia, getting to know stuff about like the finance worlds, the finance markets, and so on. Um, um, even my relationships with people got better. I, I smiled more often, which meant that people would treat me better. Uh, like people like a smiling face. Uh, and, and, and so like people were sort of my interactions with people were more significant, more positive and everything, the wheel was turning there because the placebo effect needs exactly that, that you'd read something and that because that something tells you to do something, but at the same time, you need to be doing that something for your own sake and you have a drive that is strong enough to be doing that. My drive was basically that I needed to develop myself. I needed that self-development. I was doing it soul handedly and the book came in and sort of took the credit for it. That's... I don't think it was in a deceptive manner. I think it was in a rather, like I said, uh, uh, accidental manner. And so because that's what happened, I rather adhered to the concepts of the book. Not that I 
believed 100% that it was a living substance, a living stuff on which you can express your thoughts. But I thought that the methodology of the book in, 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 in your way to deal with things with life was actually working. And so it was in a positive place. Uh, the, the book helped me get in the positive place too. I said it took credit, but it's not like it had no impact because when you're trying to be positive and there's something that tells you on a daily basis to be positive, uh, it helps. But here's where like, it, I'm not giving it credit. I'm not giving it credit because it says you need to think positive because of this. And that, that, because, like, that reason that the book has proposed is, of course, what I don't, in my own opinion, it's just my own opinion, I just don't believe in it. You know, I don't believe in the living substance, but at that time I was very likely to start believing in this living stuff thing because the methodology was working, like, so the means were working even though uh, the end was not where I wanted to get. Well, I did not want to get to believe in that uh, concept. Um, because what Wallace Wattles believed is that if you believe in that concept, it's just a virtuous circle and you go on in a cycle and you go on and on until reaching what you're supposed to reach. I think Wallace itself was in a place where he was made in to believe in that because exactly what needed for that, to, for the placebo effect to take place, took place. And so I want to talk about this placebo effect. So I've mentioned the context, the specific context for why the book uh, to, to, to explain why the book had an impact on me. Now, um, the thing about this placebo effect is that, like, the book tells you if you do this, it'll work, and it works, and because it works, it makes other good things happen, and actually, since then, it, it, it has been a virtuous cycle, but not because of the living stuff. I think it's because I just kept doing, and the, the, that time transformed in uh, transformed me into a stoic person well where where i'm really unlikely to change my thoughts about how to get shit done i'm less flexible than before but i'm doing more things than before and i'm going through hardships with a different sort of mentality where uh, like hardships are now entertaining which makes me cross more lines do more things achieve more stuff eventually by the end of that year 2018 i was a much better person i had a much higher status within college within other uh, uh, entities and and my gpa was much better um and 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 so uh, the placebo effect that i want to talk about uh, is is the effect uh, like it's it's basically uh what I wanted to say about the placebo effect is that it actually contributed to the drive I had to be better. Uh, the placebo effect gave, uh, like, was the locomotive that was uh, present there when my own, like, when my own maybe mental state uh, um, was not enough. When I was like feeling down or it's like just got just failed to do some exact some 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 specific specific thing i wanted to do but the placebo effect that oh look positivity works and it must keep working and 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 you can't stop being positive so you gotta fetch fetch the good things uh and and try to explain the bad things with sort of the lack of good things or the lack of thinking about the good things or the lack of seeking good things and that's what Wallace says, like, you gotta see good things, if you don't seek them, you won't get them, 
And so you will start attributing what I did is I started attributing bad things to not thinking enough about good things and thinking about bad things and getting there. Just like when you're driving, they tell you, you'll go wherever you look. So don't look close, look far ahead. Um, and so um, when bad shit happens, I was like, well, I haven't, I haven't really been in a good place lately. And that has led to this happening. When good shit happens, I'm like, this is what's supposed to happen based on my own, my current mental state right now. And you could see that, um, um, uh, you could see sort of the mechanisms, uh, the, the, the book sort of embeds in your mentality, in your psychology, you know, uh, manifesting themselves through, 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 through me thinking, thinking like, like that. Uh, but here's the thing, placebo effect works. Uh, the pros of placebo effect of the placebo effect is that it'll get you to do things, right? In this specific context, the placebo effect was like, I gotta keep thinking positive because of the thinking substance, which I never believed in fully. I was all the time an agnostic about that. Then I rejected the idea. I'm not saying that people who accepted the, the idea are inferior to me. I'm just saying that's what I chose to believe in eventually. Um, um, but the placebo effect manifested itself and it helped me advance. Uh, like I said, it was a is is a complementary lo locomotive for 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 action, and and I used it uh, in the beginning, not knowing that that was a placebo effect taking place, and then knowingly I and that's sort of the beginning of the end of that. When you know it's a placebo effect, but you hold on to it, and I actually told my friend this, I told my roommate uh, about this. It's like when you know it's a placebo effect. I told him, look. Okay, I cannot absolutely refute that the ideas in this book, uh, uh, I cannot absolutely refute the ideas in this book conclusively. I cannot say that this book is saying wrong things because what do I know, right? What do we know collectively? But again, the burden of proof is uh, on Wallace. So Wallace got to prove that the stuff he's talking about is true. Is, is and then provide evidence. It's not up to us to, to say, Wallace, uh, I can't find anything wrong to you in your in your in, in your uh, assumptions or philosophy. What you're what you're postulating here? It's Wallace who has to provide conclusive proof, which he didn't, because this is very likely not not you know scientifically accurate, is what I'm gonna say. Um, but um, uh, I told my friend, like, look, we cannot, um, refute this, um, we can't, um, uh, like, accept it, validate it, we, we have no evidence, but we can't refute it too, so I'm gonna put that aside, here's what I'm gonna do, if it's just the placebo effect, and it's not happening because it's what should be happening, scientifically speaking, if it's just the placebo effect making me do things, then I'm gonna embrace it, and I'll let the placebo effect make me do things. Huh? So I'm gonna have this sort of positive mentality and keep it with me and keep it alive, and and you know I'll just I'll just let it help me push further, you know, knowingly. Okay, but at that point it was, it was at that time it was not knowingly because I still had maybe sort of uh, hope that the book 
would be would be saying the truth and that hope is coming from a place of despair usually the strongest faiths come from a place of despair from fear like people who have strong very strong faith you know dogmatic faith are usually people who are really really not comfortable with the idea of dying and so and so and 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 um i i let i did let that happen and it helped me a lot honestly and that's why i say people like who are you know finding troubles doing things should read this because it will help you do things okay if the means if you're going if we're going by 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 a philosophy of the means uh are justified by the ends then then do it all right and if you get into the law of attraction you know just you know uh, like i said do it with a pinch of salt but 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 if you do end up believing in it one thing you should do is keep it secret as long as you keep it private and secret that you're believing in that stuff, we're 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 cool. Because if you if you start making it public, you know, usually these people are treated nowadays like sort of cult believers, um, and that's not good for you. That's not good for your status, and it will and it will be counterproductive. Because what you what you did this in the first place to get yourself to do things and to you know get better status, better pay, better whatever in life, and that would do that would do the contrary that will lower your status um i i believe okay in a certain place it will okay in a place of strong faith maybe it will not because people might think that there are links between that and christianity which actually wallace wattles in the book there are links with christianity he uses a lot of references from the bible i think um that's what i believe i believe references from the bible and uh, i believe references to the bible um um, without mentioning like verses, um, but um, as time goes by, uh, when you lose faith, when you completely lose faith in the reason that placebo effect has been induced, which in this case is the living stuff and all the stuff that is related to that, the placebo effect dies off. And here's what I think. Okay, so before that, the cons of the placebo effect, of course, is that it might make you believe in things that are absolutely incorrect and sometimes the consequences of that are too bad to the point where you'll you'll for example in this case you'll start thinking that a lot of bad stuff is happening to you because you're inherently a negative person and you're not the type of people that the living th thing stuff sh wants to manifest itself through because it's living so it decides so if you keep getting shit you know, you keep getting rejections, uh, failures, stuff like that. Like, if in that period, for some fucking reason, I didn't get accepted in the places I wanted to, to, to get accepted into, and I still didn't get my GPA, you know, to, 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 to increase significantly, which I did, um, maybe I'll start thinking that, you know what, I'm just not the guy for this. I'm just not the guy that the living, uh, living uh, uh, stuff will manifest itself through. And then I'll be thinking, well, with, with these thoughts, exactly like these exact thoughts, it will not. So I should be positive, and then I'll be positive, but I'm in a very bad place where stuff will not happen for me. And so I think, okay, I've been trying to be positive for a long while, but shit is not happening. And 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 I just think I'm not the guy for it, man, and it might lead even to, you know, things as bad as suicide. I haven't seen cases, but it might be. I'm just saying, I just, you know, tr I'm trying to experience that emotionally, uh, uh, when, when talking about it, and it feels really bad, so, you know, people, if alone might end up doing that because being a campaign is also very important and i have had good company for that period uh and i have achieved 
and I was put in a place where I was able to achieve because college was not was never supposed to be hard uh, for me where um, uh, based on my based on my high school grades and it just made it hard for me because I missed class and stuff and stuff and stuff so I was not bad because I inherently couldn't understand it was rather because I just didn't study um, again, so the placebo effect, right? So it, it there's there has to be a specific setting for people to get into that and you know get affected by it. Um, and I was in a similar setting where I'd I'd end up being a brilliant believer uh, of the law of attraction, um, but I ended up being not because uh, not one because eventually I thought that you know what. There's just a huge lack of evidence. I can't just keep on acting like this might be true because I don't think it, it is. And at that point, the the law of attraction died, uh, the the placebo died off. And this is this is where I stopped before. Like I wanted because I wanted to mention the cons. Um, when 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 the effect dies off, even when you're in a good place, high energy, eating healthy, sleeping healthy, achieving, doing really well, because the placebo effect dies off you get sort of automatically you, you, you drop down in 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 in, in um, terms of performance uh, because you know when you wake up next day you're like I don't really need to wake up at six I study at ten right I can wake up at eight and still make it you know and have and read uh, you know part of my like some pages in my book for 30 minutes have breakfast have my shower uh look sharp get out i still make it so why why am i waking up at six while waking up at six was actually being too good for me because i had a long time in the morning to do things that were good for me you know and uh and, and have sort of a i used to do this gratitude thing because uh the book tells uh tells us to to, to show gratitude which by the way i still do uh, without like believing again in the ends, because I think doing that stuff uh, gives me reason to be positive. Uh, because because when you like mention the things to yourself that you feel grateful for on a daily basis, you keep on reminding yourself on a daily basis that are that there are good things in your life and there are no reasons to be that down if you're too down or there are reasons to be positive if you are being positive you know remind yourself of your achievements the people surrounding you that you love you know all the good things in your life and it's good it's good it's super good and i haven't lost that well i kind of lost that habit for a while uh but but then i sort of gained it back uh but i i have to mention that i do much less uh devotedly than i used to back when i when i was under the effect of the book and that's 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 one uh, symptom of of the placebo effect dying off, uh, dying out. Uh, waking up at six was very good to me, but people say uh, I read somewhere that waking up at seven or seven thirty is the best uh, alternative. Uh, but anyway, I've I've, ch I've changed that habit, and I think that if I kept it, would have been better because afterwards, if when I like when I'm gonna gonna pick up a, a corporate work, it's 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 eight to twelve, I think. Uh, most places and to be there at work at eight ready and in shape you gotta wake up at least at six um, yeah so that was a good habit to pick up for too many reasons one of them is being ready for corporate life um, so um, well, uh, uh, there's the waking up there's much less gratitude 
Um, I used to do cold showers on a daily basis until uh, the first winter hit and I was like mild showers. Uh, but the cold showers are actually very healthy. Uh, there is no conclusive evidence, scientifically speaking, but there are very, like, the info that, that, that there, there exists is, is that it's good, like, the scientists who did research about this have figured out that it is good, uh, but they don't know exactly why. Uh, they, they, they checked, like, that guy that does freezing showers, I'm gonna check his name right now. Uh, that guy with frozen showers is something off. Uh, frozen dives, I think. I don't know, man. I just what 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 is dude? Dude with dude uh, that um dude freezing water meditation. It was in an episode of Goop. I watched an episode of John Tron and, and uh, Ice Bath Meditation. Yeah, Wim Hof. So yeah, they brought it to the Goop Lab and then John Tron was like reviewing the Goop Lab and when it came to that part, he checked and was like, yeah, scientists say this works. And, uh, and, and, and yeah, so I used to do not ice baths, but very cold baths. Um, I stopped doing that. I still do shower on a daily basis. I'd, almost the same time and I did some showers with very cold water this summer but I stopped doing it. The placebo effect basically died off and when it dies off it the very first like period after it does is super bad like it's 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 so it's it's as if it's as if it takes you back to that place I was in in 2018 uh, that place of despair but except that now luckily for me I had so much things done that I couldn't just be as down because I didn't have enough reasons but if I did have enough reasons I, I would have probably felt the same and I didn't so um, um, I, I can't no, it, like I tried after that to actually restore the placebo effect a very interesting thing I did was reading the book again uh, so this is why I read it in two languages. The first time I read it in French, then I read it in English, the initial, uh, the original language, because I wanted the real uh, vintage experience. Uh, and I did that not to start believing in the living stuff again, but in a hope that I would, you know, I never believed in it. It's like to start believing it, not like because I believed in it and I wanted a reminder, but but it's because I wanted sort of to maybe believe in it, like maybe because because I I when I was so close to believing in it, I was feeling great. So I thought that if I like end up believing in it, like for good, I think I think I'll never lose that positivity because now it's a religion of positivity, and I think that maybe that's what the lucky believers in law of attraction experience a religion of positivity even though it's full of absurdities but it's a religion of positivity what do you want more uh it's like i always tell my friend this um i'm not religious myself but i tell him like he like when we have these rants like we we, we talk about religions and he have has this these rants about being religious and it's like how could you believe in something that is not like proven to be true and and I'm like but man look listen like I think you know all things considered it's better to believe in an afterlife than not to even if it doesn't exist um 
because it makes you live your life in a hope of something else and even if that something else is not there it doesn't change anything if there if it if it isn't there it doesn't change the facts of dying you know about dying it's like okay it's, it's over but if it, it's not not even about like whether it's there or not but the fact is that it has an impact of your on your life even if it's not there and that's that's the idea uh, also with this like it has an impact on your life on how positive you're being even if it's not correct itself but i wanted to believe that it's correct to you know have that full faith that um um you know uh, stock of positivity that would never need to be replenished again because it just, it just it, it doesn't end. But I couldn't. Uh, I wanted to restore the placebo effect knowingly, you know, knowing that it is a placebo effect, fully aware of that, I couldn't. And so what I needed to do afterwards is probably the hardest emotional experience I had to go through in my life is trying to be positive just for the sake of it being non-religious, not having that drive, not having that faith, and almost haven't found it in the law of attraction, um, I found that really hard uh, to just act upon, and, and, you know, something that is just basically my own uh, desires in life, my dreams and ambitions, even though they seem, they sound like uh, enough, they just didn't end up being enough to restore that exact state because I couldn't, I just couldn't. I was in a bubble back then that I could never restore. But I kept the good habits. I kept the habits of doing things. I still, to this day, schedule my days uh, in the morning as a worst case. Uh, two days ahead, if like best case, uh, because scheduling your days sort of gets you to get, gives you more chance of doing things, of getting things done. Uh, when you know beforehand what you're gonna do, it's uh, it's it's substituting uncertainty for certainty. Um, it doesn't have a huge impact on the life of people that have similar days, similar weeks, similar months. But if you're in a, if you're in college or in a transition between college and work, or college and another college, or whatever, like in a transition period in your life, and there's a lot of uncertainty, it really helps to schedule your days because you get to have time, you know, to decide what you're going to do and pick useful activities for you. And two, you get to do them. You know, you get more chances of doing them. And um, so, yeah, I, I picked up some good habits from, like, that I think were initiated by the book. Uh, and I mentioned, I forgot to mention this, but again, I rem like, uh, in 2018, I tried to pick a book reading habit, not fiction, just, you know, financial, uh, the self, uh, sorry, personal finance, financial markets, economics, sociology, psychology, and, and I, I was loyal to that, I was loyal to that commitment, and because of that, I started reading uh, books after uh, The Science of Getting Rich, even if I was advised by the book itself not to. And I think that if I didn't, if I just kept repeating the same book over and over, I would have been, first of all, a very strong believer in the living substance by now, uh, a proponent of the law of attraction, and definitely still in that bubble. But I think it was worth it to leave the bubble, uh, to read that huge amount of literature I've read in two years. But again, some of the credit goes to the book. Because I said, I don't want to give the credit to the book of me changing my life. But it has credit in helping me do so. It has cre credit in uh, it, it should be credited in terms of giving me a drive. And so I think that's that's that is my experience with the book.
Um, this is this was some sort of a long storytelling episode, um, and I've I've enjoyed this one enjoyed this one a lot because actually all this time I had uh, Daft Punk on my uh, left ear, you know, low volume. I'm listening to Discovery the album because um, there's a song named Very Disco, um, and so. It's been a like I've I've enjoyed this a lot, and I hope I hope you do too. Um, you know, sometimes there might be a, a door opening uh, sounds because uh, I'm 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 with my family at the moment, and so sometimes they they might accidentally get in. Uh, but I decided to leave, do not like re, uh, re record again because I I didn't want to lose the momentum that I had at that time. Um, uh, also, I'm using that basic mic I told you about, so if the sound gets bad at some point or is like uh, not very good, uh, you know, at some point, you know, just ignore that. Um, now again, I will provide an email in the description uh, in, for this episode. Uh, next episode, I'll make sure to spell it because uh, I haven't finished setting it up. Uh, when I started recording this because I really wanted to record it not to lose that desire to do episode 3 and not to lose the sort of ha uh, thoughts I had in my mind because even though this is not fully scripted uh, sort of the structure of what I'm going to talk about uh, is prepared uh, before the episode but I think uh, I thought that you know in order to keep this spontaneous and to deliver that sort of natural experience uh, I wouldn't script things uh, I'll just, you know, improvise because I'm talking about something that has to do with me right now. So it's not going to be that hard to improvise. But yeah, anyway, um, uh, I don't know for how much, like, uh, I don't know how long this episode will be. I haven't been checking. Um, but yeah, I hope, I hope you like it. I mean, I think, I think this was, this was very different from episode one and two. I don't know if better or worse, um, but I think it's been different, and I hope you enjoy it, again, I'm really thankful to each and every one of, the, of those 30-something people who actually tuned in, even for a minute, and, 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 and checked the podcast, because I haven't advertised it, I still haven't, you know, set up the, uh, haven't uh, set up the YouTube channel and uploaded uh, stuff there, because I don't think it's the good uh, step to make in terms of advertising yet in terms of marketing but i have actually have prepared episode one and two they're on my pc uh my video editing skills are not advanced but they're enough to sort of produce something that is again uploadable uh i have some you know i know some stuff about video editing some stuff about audio editing some stuff about audio, uh you know creating sort of images and and designing images just you know because it's not my field of specialty of specialization but i you know i picked up some skills from the internet from doing you know random stuff and i think they're they're coming in really handy uh with this project um i'm i'm uh, you know what i'm just i'm just talking uh, like uh, i've been talking for 5 minutes i could have ended it but i just i you know what i just, just decided to say whatever is kept uh, un, un, like, unmentioned, um, yeah, so, 
that is today's episode. Again, it was about the science of getting rich by Wallace what uh well yeah it was, it was wallace wattles right wallace d wattles uh, i hope that's how that's pronounced wallace d wattles and uh it's a very interesting book i would say you know check it but again please don't check it you know with an open mind but like like put on your firewall because i don't want you believing in the law of attraction i don't uh, believe it if you do believe in it you got my full respect and i'm pretty sure you're in a better mental place than i am but i just don't think that it's safe to believe in it right now with no evidence uh like at all that it exists again also because it can be very deceptive deceptive in the ways it reaches you and makes you believe in it it's like it puts you in a place where uh if things are good it's because of it if things are bad it's because of it uh, you know, it's like being able to just, you know, credit everything to a God that you can see. Uh, or, you know, you know what I'm saying? And and I'm not comfortable with that idea. People who are comfortable with that idea, again, you got my full respect. Here, I'm just, you know, talking and mentioning my own opinions. But please, even if you don't share the same beliefs with me, please just tune in, you know, listen to it. You know what? Just if you have any critique, just send it, send it, send it to the email I'm going to put in the description, I'd really enjoy, you know, some critique. Uh, yeah, so this is a rather, you know, open space to, you know, see things, review things, you know, uh, uh, that's the main idea. But if we're going to have a debate, you know, let's have it. If, even if you want to come here and have that debate, I'll, I'll enjoy it uh, as long as it's entertaining. You know, and it's like, okay, so uh, page one, sorry, I should have done my due diligence with this. Um, it's 1910, because I said in the beginning of the episode it was either 1901 or 1911. It's actually 1910 um, um, by Elizabeth Town, published in New York. Um, now it's public domain because it's very old, so it should be public domain by now. And it's a very enjoyable book. Please don't make me like make you think differently because i'm pretty sure i've mentioned that um it was really interesting to read and so if you want to read it read it you know i'm i'm i didn't read um i didn't read think and grow rich afterwards because again i didn't read this knowing what it was i read it as you know a book of what i thought was personal finance um yeah so here in the first page, if you would like to share this ebook with others, please direct them to our website www.thesecret.tv, where a legitimate copy can be downloaded for free. So, thesecret.tv should be where proponents of the ideas in this book, which is basically the foundation of uh, the law of attraction, are right. Um, so, I'm just typing it real fast. Films gets gifts to you. Translate. As you travel through these pages and you learn the secret, you will come to know how you can have, be or do anything you want. You will come to know who you really are. You will come to know the true magnificence that awaits you. Yeah, so this, yeah, this definitely is it. Uh, the programming is kind of nice, you know, the site looks nice, even though there's some police here, there's some, you know, the wrong color for some text can't, can't be read. Um, so, Dare to Dream, The Secret Dare to Dream, this is probably a movie, there's a free app, 
Uh, you can explore the store, gifts to you, the secret super app, the secret scrolls, memory game, the magic check, the secret check, the science of getting rich ebook. So it's based around the book. Um, you know what? I might, you know, if I find anything interesting, you know, or, you know, like that could be content for another episode here, I will definitely share it with you. Um, after all, like, it's all about exploring stuff. Uh, last time we figured out that the grocery store music stuff was actually meant to brainwash you into buying more. Maybe we'll figure out some stuff in here that we didn't initially, that I didn't initially, initially get from the book. So if I find anything, I'll make, I'll, I'll be sure to let you know if you would like to. Again, um, thank you for listening to this once again. If you are listening up to this point, I love you so much. Uh, truly and honestly. Um, thank you for tuning in. Uh, this was Shui Plab with episode 3 uh, of Reviewing Life, the Universe and Everything. Uh, the, the secret of um, uh, the science of getting rich. And uh, until next time, thank you for tuning in.